You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Thinking sideways. What am I even looking for? Illogical. The information is not complete. It's a mystery. Short stories of things we simply don't know the answers to. This week on a very special episode of Thinking Sideways. Yeah. Shorts! We're going to do shorts. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Shorts! We're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple of little mysteries that are just kind of. Kind of too short to, to actually spin out into a, a whole hour-long show. So uh, we're going to cover, cover two really interesting topics um, and categorize, we're going to categorize the two of them as things that go bob in the water. Things that go bob in the water. Things that bob in the water. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to mangle the pronunciation of this. It's uh, the, the Tippetier Blocks. And I, I'm sure that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, pronounced. it starts with a T and a J. So TJ tip. I'm just going to tip it to your blocks. So. Yeah, I have no idea on this. Yeah, these rubber, these weird rubbery, uh, ob- oblong, rectangular blocks with rounded corners, and they have cast into them. They have the the word. I'm going to spell it out. T J I P E T I R, which turns maybe out maybe the T is silent. Maybe it's Jupiter. Maybe it's Jupiter, or maybe it's to Jupiter. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's Jupiter. Maybe it's. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're like the Toyn- Toynbee tiles. Uh, <laughs> you never Jupiter know. is what well, it like says. It, you never know. Like, like in Welsh, for example. Yeah. You know, in, in Welsh, if you have two L's following each other, mm-hmm. it changes to, the first L changes to a kha sound. Yeah. So like there's a town called Hlandidno. Hlandidno, which, which is a L's. coastal town. It's two, it starts with two L's, so huh. it's Hlandidno. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, languages are weird. I don't even try. I don't even want to How do you keep it. all of that it in your head? It doesn't matter. I know. The, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've been, I've been to Hlandidno. It's an, it's an <laughs> interesting town. 
So, but back to our thing. Yeah. So these things have uh, been washing up on the shores of Northern Europe now for a while now. Lots of people have been collecting them. And a lot of people were wondering what exactly these things were and where they come from. And this is actually not so much of a mystery. It turns out that these things are um, these things are actually produced in was it Pakistan? No, Indonesia. That's right. Yeah, uh, Indonesia. Yeah, they they were produced in Indonesia mm-hmm. a long time ago, though. Apparently, yeah. There's a there's a, a plantation. These things are um, this this place. Chip. The the name that's in there is the site of a 19th century rubber plantation in Indonesia, mm. which is where these things were come from. And apparently, they're also not rubber. They made of something called gutta percha, gutta perca, which is a substance that comes from a tree that's native to Malaysia, and it's predates plastic, and it was used for all kinds of stuff. For, for insulation, waterproof coating, and stuff like that, teddy bears' noses, book bindings, hot air balloons, and it was a, a very useful thing. So lots of it was produced in Indonesia, and lots of it was shipped all over the world. And you would ship it in bricks, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and, would, it packs nice and compactly in a, in a nice little brick form, right? And, and when, were the, the, when were they being produced? Uh, I'm sure well into the 20th century. Well, I mean, it was in the 19th century. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but I'm sure they, they, they were still producing them in the 20th mm-hmm. century because they were still shipping them around. Because... Oh, that, yeah, because they were using them for in submarines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, there, there's, uh, if you go out there and do a little Google on this, you'll find all kinds of pictures of these things mm. washed up all over the place. Yeah. People, there are people that collect them. But this is not quite a mystery. They think they, it's, it's, it's not totally clear, but uh, it's believed that this mystery has been solved. Somebody named Tracy Williams in Britain was finding these things, and um, she uh, did a little bit of research on it and sort of got, got a little bit obsessed about the whole thing. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. And no, she, I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she and, and got her name out there and started reading submissions from people who found these slabs in England, Shetland, Norway, Sweden, France, the Netherlands, Germany, and on and on and on. So mostly all over. Europe. Yeah, mostly Europe. Actually, mm-hmm. as far south as Spain. Yeah. Yeah. But never, not like America. I don't think so. I've never seen any. Yeah, you? I haven't either. No. no, I haven't seen any. No. So some people actually theorize that these things had carried, have been carried in the Titanic. And that oh. perhaps some of these things actually were from the Titanic. But it's believed actually that no, it wasn't the Titanic. This person, Williams, was informed by somebody that there was a Japanese cargo ship called the Miyazaki. Okay, hang on. It's the, Miyazaki Maru. Yeah, the Miyazaki Maru. Sorry. Like Maru, spelled Maru like the cat. Maru. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, this was sunk uh, by the Germans in World War One. It was carrying a whole lot of these gutta percha oh. blocks. Yeah. The British government believes that this ship is probably the source of the blocks that are washing up now. And I, I think the reason for that is, is that somebody has actually been trying to salvage that ship. And so oh. in doing so, you disturb the wreck and all this stuff comes floating out. Because they, yeah. they are buoyant. Yeah, they're so you, buoyant. you open yeah. up a hatch and they all come rushing out. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot of sense. And yeah. why they're showing up like now. Well, they're showing right? up now. Yeah, exactly. Because it's been down there a long time. Um, yeah, they would have been washing up a lot sooner. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they just sat at the bottom of the sea for a long time. So they were on the Mir- Miyazaki the, Maru. Miyazaki Maru. Which was a Japanese carrying Indonesian. That's cool. No, no, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I, I really hope that some of them will float this far. 
Yeah, I I'd like it. one. I don't know, I if want you one. have one and you listen to our show and you want to send us one as a gift, yeah, we will so graciously appreciate send it. Send us three. You know, that's, yeah. you know the, the best thing about one of those ones would make an awesome coaster. Because, <laughs> because no matter how drunk you are, you're not going to miss your coaster. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What a cool uh, coaster. Well, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a listener's suggestion, wasn't no, it, No, that Joe? was suggested by Linda. That's Linda with a Y. Thanks, Linda. A great, uh, great little story. Sorry we couldn't stretch it out into a full episode. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have any other theories that you'd like to expound? Aliens, no. chupacabra? No, no, I. But you know, I mean, as I think we've we all know, things that float in the ocean they float a long way. Oh yeah. Um, what was I know we were talking about this before we started? Yeah. Is what is the name of those toys that I told you about? Yeah, the little were, the floaty toys. Yeah, they're like, uh, they little, were bath toys. Yeah, like rubber duckies. Yeah, and in 1992, a cargo ship dropped a couple of cargo containers overboard and evidently one of the containers accidentally we should it was yeah. in a storm accident. it was in a storm you know yeah. it's, it's kind of appalling how many containers go overboard yeah. oh yeah imagine imagine the damage that would do to your, your boat if you're just cruising along and you hit one of those random things floating in the ocean well i think these things sank because obviously so. it was ruptured because it let out all of its cargo which was all of these bath toys that were rubber duckies and alligators ah. and stuff and for the next 15 years people would randomly on the beach find them and it wasn't just in the Atlantic these things were making their way or the Pacific it started in the Pacific uh-huh. and they were making their way over to the Atlantic and floating everywhere so things like that like I'm amazed that these blocks haven't gone farther to be yeah. honest uh-huh that's yeah. the one thing that I was I was surprised is they're only found on that one coast of uh, of the European coast. Yeah, uh, well, you never know. I mean, that's that's the first place they're hitting. It might be that a whole there are whole bunches of them that are all over the ocean that still haven't washed up on shore. That's they're head, true. They're headed yeah. off to other parts. You know, they're headed off to the east coast of the U.S. Yeah. or God knows where. So yeah, keep an keep an eye peeled on your beach. Yeah. Your friendly local neighborhood And beach. then send them to us. Yeah, and then send them to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you, you had more than one of these, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is not going to be that tiny of a shorty. we got, we got another mystery to talk about. Mm. This, happened, this mystery happened in 1967. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard found a crate that had, it's a wooden crate, had seven inflated yellow balloons um, inside <laughs> of it. Floating off the coast of Florida. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s song. I know. <laughs> well, it is. I feel like it gets even be- more like an 80s song. Yeah, an 80s song, yeah. Uh, so the crate was marked in English, made in the USSR, <laughs> and it was addressed to the Institute of Mineral Resources of Cuba. <laughs> so they were sending him balloons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why were they shipping seven balloons to Cuba? Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent question. Yeah, it, there, it was not a really huge box, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a mystery. They also found another one about 135 miles to the south of where they found this one, off of Marathon Key. Hmm. Where's that? Marathon Key. I assume that's still in Florida. I think I, I think there's a Marathon, Florida. The, okay. So, the and bah- so it's just one of the keys, one of the Florida keys. The Bahamas also have keys. Oh, do they really? Yeah. yeah. All sure. of that, that island clump all around there, they, if it's not, if it's of a certain size, they just call it a whatever key. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have to be associated with a specific landmass mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Lots of cruise ships own keys. Oh, really? Just go ahead and throw that out there. I want to own my own key. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it skeleton key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or master key yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back to our mystery. <laughs> The crates, according to the Coast Guard spokesman, uh, had barnacles on them. 
And so that indicated to them, to their scientific analysis, that they'd been in the water for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. There's not too many theories about this. Like, for example, were they being shipped from Russia, these balloons from Russia to Cuba? Or were these crates that perhaps uh, the Russians had sent to an English-speaking country, they just shipped whatever, exports, to someplace like England? And then somebody in England had wanted to ship something to Cuba, and so they grabbed these crates and shipped their stuff to Cuba in the crates, right? Could be that the Russians are shipping balloons to Cuba. Could be that somebody in some intermediary is shipping. And that's about as much as we know. Well, the, theory the, is, the balloons were what, like the size of a cantaloupe or a, yeah, or a soccer ball or yeah. something like that? They weren't very big, mm-hmm. but they were fully inflated. I and mean, they, weren't, they weren't a balloon like you would get at the party store. They were more of a, a heavy rubber yellow balloon, more of like what a, yeah. a life raft would be made out of. Or yeah, something, yeah, right? exactly. Heavy duty kind of stuff. One theory that somebody put out is that they were used as packing materials. And they couldn't find these those styrofoam peanuts. And in, 19, <laughs> in 1967, <laughs> did they have styrofoam packing peanuts? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, so that's one theory that somebody's put out is that they were used as packing material. And so you'd pop out a balloon, you'd pull out the object that you're receiving, and then close the box up, and then and then set it back on the dock, and sooner or later somebody throws it into the drink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really buy that. Mostly I just don't understand why something from USSR to Cuba would be written in English, but Mm -hmm. okay, sure. Yeah, well, that's why I was was saying it's like, that that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But but again, if it was shipped from somewhere other than the USSR, Mm -hmm. if it was shipped to an English-speaking country... Mm-hmm. Then it would make sense to have it so to have it yeah. made in the USSR. You know what else would make sense? What's that? Is drunk teenagers pulling a prank? That, that could be. <laughs> it could be that too. I, yeah. I mean, that's about the time, right? That like that would be fun. Something that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just dump them overboard. And yeah. Hope be like, oh, the them. USSR is sending something to uh-huh, Cuba, and yeah. guess what? It is hot air. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, so funny. Yeah, I think that uh, if they actually made it all the way to Cuba. And then just got thrown off the pier. I don't think they would have made it to Florida. I think because... they would have been stuck somewhere in that region. They wouldn't have gone that far. That It'd be pretty tough for them mm-hmm. to drift that far north. Well, and, and they would, uh, because of the Gulf Stream, they would, they would drift east. And so they wouldn't, they wouldn't head north. I mean, so right. I, don't, I, I don't think they went straight from Cuba. So that's kind of a puzzle. But it could be that, it could be that somehow they wound up in the hands of somebody who had a boat. Or maybe they... Maybe they were just handy little containers, and so maybe a Cuban freighter or some sort of Cuban government ship mm. was using them, and some of them got washed overboard. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's I have another, weird. I have another another idea though as to what what they were and why there were balloons in them. So, you ready for my theory? Okay. Okay. In the water between Cuba and Florida, what do you find a lot of? Water. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, but you find something else. You find Cuban refugees. Trying to escape the communist hellhole they're oh, living in. That's true. And a lot of these people have actually have actually are so desperate that they'll actually lash together a, a, a little crappy makeshift raft and 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 take off and try to co- cross a strait over to Florida and, and to get to get away from Cuba. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of documented instances of people doing it and making it, and some people not making it. Oh, that it would have been a makeshift craft. Yeah. So uh, huh. so you get all these crates, and if 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 at all possible. You want to just on the on the possibility of leaks and stuff like that, get a little extra buoyancy, cram some balloons in there. Mm. So that way, if your little box, if your little crate springs a leak, well, the balloons will 
you know, keep you from sinking. Because they're oh. fully inflated and full of air. That's, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's not so a bad idea, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think that should be considered a possibility. I agree. Unfortunately, it's a sad possibility because it probably means those guys and probably means their raft broke up and they all yeah. drowned. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, that's it. You guys have any other theories? No. No. Yeah. So we end this on an up note. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, actually what I think happened, let me, I take that back. I think what happened is they made it to Florida. They jumped off their raft and, and, and ran up and kissed the sand and their raft just, just sort of floated away. Just floated away and eventually yeah. broke up. So, also okay. possible. So a happy I ending. like that better. Yeah. That's, that is possible, really. I mean, mm. so, yeah. Uh, so, Edmund, if anybody out there, if you're a Cuban refugee living in the U.S. And, and those, that's how you got And to that's the how US. you got here. And those were your balloons. We want to hear from you. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the end of our very, very special episode of yeah. Thinking Sideways. Uh, you can find our website at thinkingsidewayspodcast.com, and you can find uh, the episodes and grab them directly from there. Or if you'd rather, you can find us on iTunes and download directly from iTunes. If you do that, please uh, stop, leave us a comment and a rating. We really like those. We're also on Facebook, so find us, like us, friend us on Facebook. We're, we have a group out there also you can join. And, of course, we're on Twitter. We're not thinking sideways. We're thinking sideways. Leave the G off. Send us an email. We love fan mail. Or if you want to criticize us, we'll take that, too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. This ends our very special episode, the shorty, of thinking <laughs> sideways for this week. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.